Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the American Maiden Page Show. Zach here. I got Professor Dreg with me. And, you know, as usual, we want to follow up with our discussion that we were talking about yesterday. Uh, simply, we were talking about Asians, right? And um, the whole aspect that Asians are not very, very assertive and how that leads to a lot of the aspects of giving up our rights. But we also want to jump into some other aspects of Asian culture. Professor Dreg himself, now I won't give too much background, has had his fair experience with Asian people. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all, I, all I'm going to say is um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, like, you know, parenting because I did a video today that I think just dropped on YouTube. Unfortunately, it's not doing too well. You know, I threw the video up and only got like 200 views on the first hour. I think my views are crashing, but that doesn't matter because we're focusing on this right now. But it was about tiger moms, right? About authoritarian, authoritative and permissive parenting. And it's really funny. You guys can't see this right now, but Professor Dreg, every time we do this show, he uh, always seems to be eating like a protein shake or drinking a protein shake. Yeah, no, it's, it's honest to God, it's just regular chocolate milk. Why are you drinking chocolate milk? I'm a kid. <laughs> so you sent me a couple of videos. We're going to keep this episode light and playful, but we always t tie it back to a lot of stuff. We're talking about, um, you know, the whole Asian parenting dynamic, especially the tiger parenting. Now, that's something that is more specific to Asians that come to the Western countries than it does, like, say, with Asian parents that live out in China, right? So you sent me a couple of videos about these, this, like, young, spectacular breakdancing girl who went on Ellen or whatever. And, I'm, and I was just telling you before we started this that, well, that's because it's China. In China, it's like that standard is not as evident. You got over a billion people. Not everyone is going to college. Not everyone is, you know, the typical Asian model minority thing that we see here in the States. Yeah, and see, and it goes back to what I was saying yesterday. The <laughs> Mandarins were like the progressives of today. And then they create this whole subculture where this little kid who's seven is like this phenomenon. And they have this thing in China called dance vision. <clears throat> and uh, it is packed. And all of these people, <laughs> you swear to God, it looks like a run DMC video. <laughs> And uh, it's insane. Like, there must yeah. be, like, 2,000 people. They're all dressed in hip-hop gear, but, you know, from, like, the 80s. Like, the girl herself, she's wearing, like, a, a, like a real hardcore original, like, popping from the 70s. Like, in the old days, you know, the black dudes used to wear suits and hats. Yeah. And they would do their dancing like robots. And uh, that's how she's dressed, like an old school, <laughs> like, like, like a throwback from the 70s and early 80s when everybody wore suits. I feel like with China and some of these other countries, they always seem to follow Western trends to some degree. And then like a lot of the population may follow like, uh, I don't know. 20 years after, you know what I mean? Like things that used Dude, to be hip. It's not just any Western trend. And it wasn't like these guys are doing like 
rock, you know, hair bear, glam rock type of Western things. This is real, like, hardcore, old school black culture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and not that hip hop is black culture, but, you know, the majority of all blacks love hip hop and they love dancing. And, and but Asians love it too. I mean, that's very, very evident that Asians no, but see, are super but into hip hop. They're so ghetto. Don't love it. You What's know what that? I mean? This is like, and I'm thinking, are you telling me like 90% of China's ghetto? <laughs> like, dude. No, no, no. But China has four times the amount of people than the States, right? And what we're seeing yeah. are selected hip things that China wants to reveal to us. Because let's be honest here, man. China, we don't have a lot of access to China. Do you know that people from China are not even allowed to get on Facebook or YouTube or whatever? Yeah, what I we know. see out is just pockets, right? So you're seeing this hip-hop girl from Beijing. And by the way, speaking of Beijing, Beijing's got a killer, killer music scene. What we're seeing is just snippets, right? It's not indicative of the whole thing. But you're, you're not wrong. I mean, that type of subculture makes its way out into the Eastern countries. I mean, look at Korea, right? Those people can dance. <laughs> yeah, but there, but there's. See now, I would think that uh, I'm gonna turn off the volume on this video. Well, but I don't know about the video, the video volume there. People aren't gonna be able to hear it clearly. Okay, cool. Because uh, I like to hear the music. Because I'm thinking, man, this is like just straight up like old school hip hop. And uh, yeah, but anyway, so. But see, the thing is like this. You know why I, I know how this got into China? Was yeah. through companies. So American companies like Red Bull. Uh, who else? Um, well, mostly just Red Bull. They were the only ones that I could honestly say. Because like I, I know like some of the car companies, like the Korean car companies um, and, and Toyota, were able to infiltrate China. And they were sponsoring these types of... Uh, events huh. and so you know they pay you know the local hotel or the local you know government brand facility you know a boatload of money so they can crack the chinese market with red bulls and their cars you know right. whether it's like the, the kia car or whatever and so they would bring out americans and they would tour like china and they would do uh djing uh, competitions and and just show people you know, like what it's like. And uh, yeah, huh. but it's interesting how it's really, um, dude, I'm just, it's, it's just amazing to me that this is caught on in China. It's just, it's amazing to see. No, but no, I'm, no. There's, there's a huge hip hop culture out there. Big punk subculture. You, you'll find pockets of, of this type of stuff everywhere. You know, everywhere, it's just yeah. that I just think that this is coming from you because you're an American. When you see this, you're just like, holy cow, because it's so out of left field that every time you see maybe a, a five-year-old Chinese kid break dancing or, or, you know, hitting the decks and, you know, it's, it's like, it's just not expected. It's not what we expect. And arguably, you could say this, that some Chinese that come over here, I, I'd say now, like in today's day and age, that weren't, that weren't coming here because their parents came here from previous generations, I actually think they they take a little bit of a different perspective. They're not as, they, I don't think the contingency of like go to a great school really matters that much anymore. I think that was only limited to a small window of time for a few decades where that was enforced. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with this concept, but we have a lot of these so-called 
parachute children. You know how we talked about Arcadia? We talked about EB5 money. Yeah. So, so these rich investors from China now basically will they'd have all these kids, right? And what they do is they send them to schools in the, in the United States, but they don't even have to really do well anymore. They just have to go to school in the States. And then a couple of things may happen. They stay there or they go home and they work with their parents. But what I'm trying to say is they're, they're, they're into all that. They're into like the hip hop culture, the cars and think yeah, about it, right? They're, they're spoiled, but it goes back to what I'm saying. If you understand the what the mandarins wanted to accomplish in China, these yeah. videos prove I'm right. Because all, right, well, all of these kids dancing into this hip hop culture, they're going to amount to nothing. <laughs> I guarantee you that. These are not going to be your astronauts. These are not going to be your people. No, no, no. But you'll be popular on the internet for a while. And, and I don't know how they make money, but yeah, no, but that's the whole point. See, now, if you can turn the masses and placate them and let them, you know, kill themselves with their own devices, they will do it willingly. You don't need to see, because this is the thing. Mandarin people, they were purely intellectual. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a Mandarin, but but from what I understood in history and my understanding of how governments work and how the one world government will work and how you know how they needed to succeed and the reason why this all came about was based on your farrakhan video uh-huh. and uh so you know there was a dude he commented on your farrakhan video and just dude was talking crazy right <laughs> well, what did he say and let's debunk it a little bit here uh, he basically said uh that you're wrong uh, Darwin was a scientist. And- yeah, I, I wanted to respond to that guy. I'm surprised you didn't say anything. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about Darwin because you did mention that earlier, and it will tie it all together with Asia. Well, well, yeah, but see, but that's the point. But see, but then it also ties into the whole tiger mom mentality. See, I believe the tiger mom mentality comes from the Mandarin people because okay. it's the, yeah. because the only okay a tiger mom only cares about her own kid, right? She doesn't really care what the other kids almost are. Like, almost like a cub, they, not like a real tiger, yeah? Yeah, no, but see, but that's yeah. the thing. Mandarin people only wanted the Mandarins to have their own knowledge. Like, they wouldn't share knowledge outside of their group of people. Uh-huh. And, you know, how do they do it? They got everybody high. They got everybody into, like, hip-hop of their day. <laughs> And so when you have all those people not caring about education, well, what happens? Well, you see what happened today. See, because, the, okay, the only weakness the Mandarins have was they were not warriors. They would not fight. So obviously... But they would study hard and they were smart and they worked hard and all that. Yeah, but eventually, you know, another smart guy from the streets goes, you know what, we can take these guys. <laughs> And that's how basically communism came about. I mean, I'm simplifying it a lot, but basically it's that, like- that, that's, You're not wrong there. That's what Mao did. Mao sat in the library and was just like, I think I could actually take advantage of people. Yeah, no, but, and, that, and he did it. And he goes, how do I do it? Well, the first thing I got to do is get rid of religion. And that's what he had to do. He outlawed it. He literally, you know, he outlawed it. He did. Right. Because and every communist well, well any I'm any wrong. of course any communist government any socialist government has to get has to undergo their own cultural revolution and purging in their own countries it happened in Russia happens but, in China hold on no 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 but see but it's it's more specific than that see that's too general 
specifically what do they have to do see because well, a they, cultural revolution is a simple way of saying we're gonna get rid of god i mean not a simple it's a fancy way of saying we are going to get rid of god right that's right. that's that's what a cultural revolution is because every single culture on this planet <laughs> i mean you hate to admit it but it's the truth even as an atheist i understand this every and i mean every culture is based on their belief in god some it, form of god yeah and no, no, no it's really is the gods stated in the bible because there's god like the god of moses and then there was all these other gods that the god of moses eventually overtook or killed off or whatever because mm -hmm. you know, i i don't know I, I mean, really you're not wrong about that. They they would do that. They would destroy the structures, you know, the 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 altars and all that kind of stuff. That was a real thing. Yeah. So that was so. But that's the whole point. So cultural revolution is just another way of saying we got to get rid of God. We got to get rid of uh, 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 religion because that is our only threat to our power is their hope their faith and that's the only thing that can stop education i mean i know this sounds like really bad but because it sounds like i'm saying religious people are uneducated but the thing is people with science they only believe in absolute facts right it's absolute it's absolute this is an absolute thing yeah right but then the people with real faith they really don't care because it's you know like they believe a lot of the stuff in the bible without question like they just believe it you know without any justification they never seen it just something in them says you know what i believe it and those are the hardest people to control if you're going to manipulate somebody it's extremely difficult it to is, manipulate a guy who i'm starting to see it now because i think people who are so-called academics right who are purveyors of facts and knowledge in quotes right you can actually convince all of them that what they're fighting for and their values don't matter anymore, right? Because, and that's that, you're right about progressivism, right? That's the whole point of progressivism is to progress past what has worked, right? What is thought to work. They think the constitution is archaic. They think that what exists is archaic. But what I'm trying to say is that's why education, you actually, it's very, very easy to manipulate people in education because they, all they have to do is position themselves as figures of authority, but not, not, not God. God's not your authority. We are, right? We tell you how to think. We show you what to learn. And that's the stepping stone to government now, which is, okay, so now that you've gone through school and we give you a job, this is, how, this is where your freedom is coming from. We determine you know, how, many, how much in taxes you pay. We take care of you and all that kind of stuff. But it's weird, right? Because when you have, I don't want to say like just faith, if you're grounded in that, then it doesn't matter if, you know, even if you're at work and people take paperweights out of their office, like you're going to be the same, right? It, it's almost like you don't care if, uh, if things like that change, you yeah, don't go, you know. for example, for example, let, let's take transgenderism for a second, right? 30 years ago, probably like not to be heard of right now. I went to Los Angeles and there's these bathroom signs that have, you know, a male dress guy and a male figure and then now one that's half there. There's literally three types of, so what I'm trying to say is it's just become more acceptable as time progresses. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So that's what I'm trying to say is that 
if you have faith, you're kind of just rooted in that as the moral compass, no matter what, because the word endures forever. If you want to believe it in that, regardless of how the rest of the world thinks, right? Well, okay. Now, but remember, let's focus on how to manipulate people because this is all, this is what it's all about. It's how does one get power and how does one keep his power? It's hard to get power over a religious guy. It just is because he will not respond to quote unquote reason. He won't respond to facts. I could easily manipulate a medical doctor or easily manipulate a scientist because, you know, like, and, and, I, and I spoke to you about this before, how I, how I believe, and, and it's already been proven mm-hmm. that what we know of black holes are fake. And so I believe that there is something called a superimposing element that creates gravity. It's a mass that we don't know, but it's unique to every galaxy and, uh, or every mass in a galaxy. So the superimposing element will work with whatever elements to create a certain amount of gravity, which allows us to always be in perfect position from the sun, from the moon, you know, Mercury, Mars, Venus, like, and those superimposing elements working with gravity mm-hmm. will allow us, I mean, not working with gravity, create a certain type of gravity waves, gravitational waves that are different. Every single gravitational wave is not the same. They're right. different based on the superimposing element that is quote unquote, not discovered. Kind of like string theory. It's not discovered, but we believe all these little strings, da 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 da. But it's not. It's actually a superimposing element that creates what we do, and it's in a sphere. And in that sphere, it, you know, it's it's a perfect sphere. And if you believe anything in the Bible, then it has to be uh, that times that to the you know 360th power. Sure. So sure. it keeps itself in a pattern, but all simultaneously that we cannot see because we don't have that ability yet. But if you believe the Bible, one guy does, and then that would be God. So, but anyway, so I could literally work out the math and prove that, and I could change everybody's mind. But I won't be able to change the mind of a religious dude <laughs> because he's like, well, that's not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that, and he'll believe that. I mean, if it's not in the Bible, you cannot change this guy's mind. He will not believe it. And you could say the same thing with the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory kind of proves, well, it, it validates what's said in the first few sentences in the Bible about, you know, how the universe was created through a bang and, and you know, left there, and then the light made everything expand and the universe is expanding. That's what the Big Bang Theory actually explains, the first part of Genesis. But you say that to a, a, a religious student, he'll be like, yeah, I didn't need that. I already knew it because it's in the, like, you know what I mean? So it's hard to manipulate those people. So the mandarins had to get rid of religion. They, and same thing with communists, they have to get rid of religion because when somebody has faith, they're unshakable to an extent. uh, But you know, you can always, and that's why sex is so important because 
Through sex, you can change anybody. There's something about those two things. It's either sex or it's money. But I think sex is a more powerful motivator than money for some people. Hell yeah, it is. Because yeah. money comes and goes. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. It's like people don't care about money. Money's not really... Money obviously manipulates people. But have you also found that money really manipulates like really dumb and weak-minded people? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that people who are after money aren't motivated by it. But like, can I just tell a short story here? Yeah, go for it. I, I've been in situations where I've worked in organizations where people who are manipulated by money, as in like they're very, very driven by it, almost like almost like too crazy about money, are always worried about losing it, worried about getting more. And I, I, I got to say, man, every time I've caught somebody who was robbing from a company or I've been in a situation where it's like, clearly this guy stole money from us, right? <laughs> it's always, I hate saying this, but it's always like a dumb like i have to admit it's it's also a black person most of the time and i i I hate saying that but (laughs) come on because they're dumb but but that's what i'm saying money money manipulates dumb people because there there's there's a difference between like being motivated like in an ethical way and driven to make money and then being manipulated by money you know what i mean like you just chase dollars you don't know where it's coming from and you're you're more likely to get taken advantage of more likely to be scammed of and then in my experience, it's like these people also will take money. Like if they saw a dollar on the ground, they'd, they'd just take it and just be like, no, it's mine. Bye. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I know that doesn't sound good to hear, but that's just been my experience. So money is the one thing, right? The other thing is what we've been talking about for no, weeks. No, but, but see, the question is why are blacks always susceptible to shit like that? Yeah, why <laughs> is it, right? Why are black people because so... Because it's like what we saw in the video. They're the ones that are the most susceptible we talked about that they're the least religious people in the u.s even with all the churches they got and they're always like yeah but they only go just to go they don't go because they believe you know what i mean they just go because it's it's become a part of their culture right like it's just well most dudes don't go to church if you ever go to these churches they're empty it's filled with single moms so if you if you really want to you know get down on somebody go hook up with one of those single moms in these churches and you know, they're easy. Prey. Okay, okay. So let, let's talk about that too. Cause I didn't know if that was a rumor or not, but is that true? About what? The single moms going to the church. Cause I've heard that. Where yeah, of I've course. Heard stupid stories. Just like, like, okay. So even uh, like everybody uh, says this, uh, it was the Simpsons family guy, but prayer is the last resort of the scoundrel. <laughs> That's a real saying because it's and if you really want to hook up with somebody really easy, just go to a church and you'll find all kinds of hot little chicks, you know, looking well, for a daddy, as they say. But it's just it's just, it's a reality. That's why, just, why is it all black single moms though? How come? I mean, I'm sure. No, but you can men. go into any church and you'll find the same. But because blacks are are the easy targets, because why? Because uh, come on, think about it. They make up, not they. We make up. They, yeah, I know, but because no, because like I don't well, associate black, myself yeah. with anybody. No, because like I'm real. I'm just like an independent. Like I'm a sovereign dude, and and but at the same time, being sovereign is not all what it's cracked up to be. Uh, but that said, because look, even sovereign people need communities. You, you know what I mean? It's like it's like a phenomenon in Japan where like the homeless don't hang out in the streets. They go to those internet cafes. You know what I mean? They yeah. Just, because they need to be close to other people. And then if they have to interact with somebody, they can. 
get their needs met, and then boom, they're back in the little cubicle. So, you know, there's no such thing as being like sovereign where you're just like, you know, that grizzly Adams in the woods all by yourself. Uh, that just doesn't really happen because we need people. But that said, uh, no, but blacks, we make up like anywhere between 6 to 12% of the population in this country. Yeah, that's about right. It's, uh, you know, whatever. But for some odd reason, we're 40% of the people locked up in prisons. <laughs> you know? So, and, and with all the, and it's men, not women aren't locked up. It's the men. So if all of those men are locked up, you know, what are these women going to do? You know, they're tired of the bad boys. So where do they go? They go to church. But there's no men in church. And and the thing is, like, if you were to improve as a black person in your community, like you want to get an education, you want to be smart. I heard this on black YouTube, right? I'm just going to say it as it is. Yeah, right? black you, get, you get no, but you get made fun of. You get made fun of for acting white. You get made fun of for being smart. You get made fun yeah, of for see, going to the whole point. It's like, where, when is being smart called acting white? You know, if anything, you say, no, oh, it's, it's, like it's stupid, but, but, but it's stupid, but that's what happens. People are legitimately getting made fun of for making too much money, wearing a suit and going to university. If you come from the hood. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but not, but see, but not with everybody because there are uh, a lot of people who actually know better. Like, cause if you're a real leader, uh, I don't want to say a real gang leader, but look, everybody who leads, who has their little click, they know that you need a smart dude. You know, you need a smart dude that understands the law. You need a smart dude that knows how to make money, how to save money, how to, you know, do, you know, sales distribution. You need a guy that knows that. And, and, and good leaders, they know that. That's what makes an alpha. An alpha knows. Like an alpha dog might not be able to do it himself, but yeah. he knows how to recruit. He knows how to look out for everybody and use those people for the greater good of the group. And uh, so it's not like, but the, but the dumb dudes, like the muscle, yeah. or as we call them, the worker bees, the worker bees are the ones that are always talking shit because, you know, they're worker bees. They're nobody. But, you know, but they're the guys that are going to be shooting people and, and killing people if that needs to be done. And uh, so, you know they need something i mean we can't so if they can knock i mean you're not going to knock the alpha but so they need to knock somebody if they're not doing like crimes so who do they knock the smart people oh you white boy you you know uncle tom you know da 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 da, da because it's just part of the mentality in order to keep the worker bees in check you got to let them bully whoever they need to bully Mm -hmm. And it's usually the smart guys because the smart guys tend to be the dudes that don't know how to fight <laughs> because it's true. You know what I mean? Smart dudes don't have time to fight, which is not necessarily true, but generally speaking, the nerds. No, of course, of course. You know, there, there's, there's truth to that, even in the stereotypes, but what were we saying about black people? Oh, and being manipulated by money and sex. And how does this pertain back to Darwinism or we'll see, because that's the whole point. See, now, Darwin knew that, because here's the thing, in the old days, because we said this yesterday, when, when blacks were very close to God, they were at the top, and Asians were at the bottom. Now we see that in this country, it's the Asians that are now close to God, 
<laughs> the blacks, they don't, like, they don't even know he exists. And it, the roles have reversed. And it's weird, like, to see that dynamic. Mean, it's like, I, I never noticed it until yesterday. I was like, holy crap. This is a weird dynamic. It's like the Chinese people are on top because they're the ones that, honest to God, go to church and do it the right way. And the Koreans, too. Like, you see a lot of these Korean Christian churches, Chinese Christian churches, all in their native tongue, you know what I mean? And Chinese writing and, and Korean writing. And they're the ones that are ruling economically this country. Never the politics. They were never like senators or whatever like that. That's the one thing, like blacks never, even when they were number one in the demographics of education and, and economics, they never ruled anything. They had black politicians, but they weren't the president. They weren't the judges. Uh, at least very few. There was some, but very few. Because remember, even the very first self-made female black millionaire was a black Christian woman. And she used the whole multi-level marketing from Jesus into her own business. That's right. The discipleship is an, it's like MLM model. No, but it's the truth. <laughs> Except you don't get paid to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, no, but like I'm coming up with these things. Like I'm thinking, holy crap, that's how it was done. Cause I yeah. knew it was Christianity that saved, uh, you know, that ended slavery, but it also helped them in business and economics and education. <laughs> which is an odd thing. Well, also here's the thing about Christianity, right? And I got to make this distinction because it ties into like MLM and the way we think about like business and stuff. Yeah. Back before Christianity, right? Religion was actually an exclusive thing where it's like, it was only unique to your tribe and you couldn't convert to that religion the way you couldn't convert to that tribe. So, so what I'm trying to say is belief systems, right? The Egyptians had their gods, you know what I mean? Like, all uh, Babylonians had their gods, like, you know, and, and you couldn't just believe in their gods because you wanted to, you had to be a Babylonian, you had to be an Egyptian. Christianity changed all that. Whereas like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, whatnot, you can hear the good news if you want to. So if you really think about it, like make that distinction because religion prior to that, there was no conversion. There was no, it doesn't matter who you are. If you believe in Christ, you can, you know, this, you're a Christian, right? Whereas back then, religion and culture were like this. And it's like, dude, you, you, you can't be Egyptian. This like, you know what I mean? hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because well, people can't see you do hand in hand. Oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> and, and that's funny because it's like prayer hands. But anyways. Yeah, um, no, but that's, it was hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but, but, but you see what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, of course. That, I can see you, but other people can't. <laughs> No, but that's why it's funny. No, but it's the truth. It went hand in hand, literally. And yeah, I guess it looks like prayer hands, but but, <laughs> but you cannot, yeah, I cannot stress this enough. It's, and that's why I'm actually for the way tiger moms are because uh, it, 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 it ties into religion. It, and the thing is like, because I don't know much about the Christian faith, but I do know from reading the Old Testament that you had to roll children with the iron rod. You had to spare the rod or something like that. That's a saying, but there was a, uh, something like in, in the Old Testament, it says that you really have to, you know, give that kid the rod. Yeah. And, and, and there's a reason for it. I mean, not that, I, like, I, I get it. Like, I totally understand what you're saying. There's a fine line from beating a child and being abusive 
and really laying down the law. And, and I swear to God, I think if you do it once to a kid and make it meaningful, that's all you'll need for the rest of their life. I agree. I agree. But I, I think that when I say tiger moms, right, I mean, these tiger moms are, are abusing that they're going beyond that. Cause I'm all for having authoritative type parenting. Yeah, where it's like, they don't know. They yeah, don't understand. You got to discipline the child, but this is different because number one, these tiger moms do it for their own pride. It's to brag to other, I grew up around tiger moms. I know what yeah, they're no, like. And I totally get See, but that's not religious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is the distinction here between a, an authoritative religious, like, okay, so here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not sure this is going to be a little bit of a segue, but what is it with white Christians, white, like actual middle-class, upper middle-class yeah, Christian yeah, yeah, yeah. families in the Midwest, they have such well-behaved kids. I, I'm serious. Like, like it's like people think, oh, well, white people get divorced. And no, dude, if you go to the Midwest where these people are just like honest, hardworking people, they come from like a, a God-fearing christian family where their lives are centered around not just their jobs and family but also the baptist church that they go to yeah. like some of these families really really stable and we're talking like their kids that are my age are getting married having kids and it's just like well this is the way it was done in the 50s it's like yeah the no, only it's like that too in black communities in georgia so if you go to okay, georgia so there's those in the black south in the georgia yeah in, in the south and the midwest where if we really want to talk mm -hmm. about the fundamental traditional values that's put into place with Christianity, it's, it's really prevalent out there. And here's the thing. They do really well. Like those people, yeah, um, they, do. They, they save their money. They got no debt. Dude, I was on the phone today cause I'm a sales guy. I always get these calls from people who are out in Tennessee and they're so polite. They say, sir and stuff. It's like, I'm getting married. I'm 22. I have a good job. I got 10 grand in the bank. It's like everybody in progressive cities could learn from you. And it's like, God is my rock. I'm not joking because there's discipline. <laughs> There's real discipline, and, and it's also sparing instant but hold gratification. On, now, let's go back to what I said earlier. Do you see why they need to take God out in order to control them? Yeah. Because you cannot reason with these religious people and tell them why they have to have my credit card. That's what I'm saying. A lot of these guys, <laughs> I talked to a guy 25 years old who lived out in Arkansas, right? And he's yeah. got the Southern accent. He's like, I don't use credit. I pay my gas bill. It gets paid every month and then I'm good. <laughs> credit limit's 500. He bought his house in cash. Like he's one, like, you know what I mean? Like it's no, but you should do that. That's how, see, that's but how that's how you're supposed to do it. But yeah. then, you know, yeah, these banks and no, but that's the whole point. For some reason, people really want to see themselves as godlike. I'm telling you now, that's, that's, that's how you feel good about yourself because you're better than everybody. And, and uh, a long time I always, cause you know, like money comes a guy, I've been rich, I've been poor. I go up and down because I blow my whatever. And I, I just don't care because I know I can always make money. But the thing that always keeps me going is knowing that I'm better than everybody else. And that's how everybody's taught to live in progressive cities. You don't care about anybody but yourself. And that's the only way these guys get to stay in power. Because right. if people don't want to get into, uh, uh, you know, if they don't want to get into power, guess what they end up doing? They end up like those people in the Midwest that everybody makes fun out of. We call them flyover states. We, we say, oh, my God, those guys are so uncool. They've never been anywhere. 
they yeah. never seen the lights of Paris, which is the exact same filth that you'll see in San Francisco. But, but that's somebody, actually a good thing because Paris ain't that great, to be honest. No, but that's my point. We celebrate filth. We believe San Francisco is one of the best cities on the planet, just like Paris, just like London. Oh, yeah, all these great cities. But they're gross. They're disgusting. It's filled with plagues and diseases. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, and we celebrate that. That's the thing. That's how these people stay in power. Huh. So, wait a minute. How did this all come about? Well, because science told us so. Well, what scientists, well, all these scientists, you know, all these great scientists, you know, they come up with this and global warming, this, that, 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 you know, all of these things that have never been proven, can never be proven. And guess what? It all started with Darwin. Darwin was the very first person to do this. And every single fake scientist has been following him ever since. But there's this real scientist like Louis Pasteur. And that's on your, uh, somebody actually wrote that. Did somebody write that? Louis Pasteur. I mean, we talked about him. But... Right. No, 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 no. I'm reading that because this guy, he, he, was, uh, he commented on your thing. And he was yeah. saying like, whoa, 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 Zach. First, Darwin has nothing to do with progressivism. The man is a scientist. The theory of evolution is true, regardless of political ideas or religious ones. What a sad man. No, but that's, he literally wrote that. And then, and then he wrote something that says, secondly, Louis Farrakhan is an ultra-conservative. He has an ethno-nationalist, which is the sum of the most extreme ideas of the right. Come on, man. Right? Fake news on us. Anyway, yeah, but that dude was wrong. So he, anyway, doesn't know any, he doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. I don't even engage with people like that. It's like, dude. No, but somebody did. <laughs> yeah, I, let's, that's somebody else's job to correct him. No, no, but it's funny what he wrote. I like that. But I liked what he also wrote, the second one about Farrakhan. Isn't it ultra? Okay, this one. Farrakhan isn't an ultra conservative. Farrakhan is a misguided conservative that believed in the government until Obama killed his friend or murdered friend had his friend murdered and then uh he went on alex jones's channel and openly backed trump for government policies that are hurtful to the global communities that believe in being sovereign and started to admit that dems are hurtful to the black communities and then it says read more uh oh i like this one made up uh nationalism or made up word with no true meaning ethno-nationalism yeah what the fuck is ethno-nationalism you know what I mean? Like, gosh, like, I would like to talk to this guy, Galen or Galen, because it's true. Like, where does he get his definitions from? Like, ethno-nationalist. That's a made-up word. It's a made-up word. What does that even mean, ethno-nationalist? That's the term they use for, like, people who are in favor of, like, an all-racial state where they're living. Dude, there's a, there's a comment all in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Oh my god! Oh, it's funny seeing that. It's just like, well, I could. Dude, run you get a lot of comments. Thing. Yeah, I like your comments, dude. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> you got some good comments there. Oh my goodness! But anyway, but but going back to the whole thing with Darwin. But see, but that's this is what Darwin literally invented. He invented his own theory of evolution. Why? 
Because that was the way to get God out of the equation. There is no God, according to Darwin. Why? Well, because the Aryan race is the most superior race. It's evolution. We are the superior people. And you could easily take his studies and then you could apply it to like, you know, well, I don't know who came first. I think the Mandarins came first. Uh, but the thing is like this. Every group who thought, of, who thought of themselves as God did the same thing that Darwin did. But Darwin, quote unquote, used science. Fake science. The same thing with uh, uh, global warming. You know, global warming has no, you know, is not, has nothing to do with man. Mm-hmm. Man cannot control if the world gets hot or not. You know, it's the radiation, it's our atmosphere that controls that. Right, right. And we have little to no effect on our atmosphere. We could, we have very little effect on whales that have been living here since the beginning of time. We, I mean, those whales are still alive today. Despite all of our nuclear explosions, our nuclear bombs and our nuclear waste and our oil spills, those whales are still thriving. They're not, you know, and God knows why. I mean, that's scary to me. I'm thinking, holy crap, God might be real. Instead <laughs> of God's real. No, but it's the truth. Like, I'm going to hell. There's no way around it. No matter what I do, I'm, I'm there. Because it's something that you choose to do. You know what I mean? I choose to be bad. And it's just, I can't stop. I, I can never stop. I can never do the 12 steps. Can't do it. It's just, so it's a scary thought for guys like me. You know, being faced like, oh, man, if God's real, I'm going to be punished forever. <laughs> but it's the truth. That's, that's what I got to look forward to. So, of course, you're going to try to get your way out of it by saying it doesn't exist. So, if you say it doesn't exist, I don't have to worry about it and keep living the type of life that I live. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's – and that's why Darwin did what he did. Darwin must have been a very, very bad man. Think about it. He literally said – that the Aryan race was superior to the Asians, to the blacks. And, and then he went on saying like how, uh, you know, that gorillas are going to be extinct at the same time as black people because, you know, this and that, blah, 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 blah. But, uh, you know, I'm going back to this guy's comment. But uh, he makes, okay, so. Going back to the comments. Do, 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 do. Yeah, this I is- think that I think that honestly, that's that's the unfortunate thing is thinking that, you know, I, I have to make something up because the truth is Dude, scary, but, but it's also Darwin what's up. free. No, but think about it. See, the motivation for Darwin doing this is because nobody wants to think about going to hell or being punished forever. It's the truth because yeah. you got like, I have to admit, like, because I know I'm wrong. I wronged a lot of people. I know it. And I'm going to probably continue to wrong a lot of people because it's just my nature. But anyway, so this is how messed up in the mind Darwin was. And I'm going to quote this dude. Uh, from your comment section (laughs) but anyway so this guy writes why haven't monkeys evolved into humans ever since no but you know think about that that's a really good question if darwin is correct why haven't monkeys 
developed any more human babies. If it's true, if evolution is true, why haven't, you know, from the time Darwin was, you know. I, I asked that once in an 11th grade science class and basically it was just like, I don't know, I was given an answer that was BS. and No, but seriously, how come monkeys haven't evolved into humans yet? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> what about this question? Because there's four questions. All four questions are actually pretty cool. So the other question would be this. And this, you'd have to ask somebody who really believes in Darwin. Why haven't two monkeys given birth to a human baby? You know, just like, you know, not just evolve, but what, what about, you know, because you know how like there's that Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah. So like Caesar kind of evolved into a human. Well, he became, he, he gained higher intelligence. Yeah, exactly. Know? So why haven't two monkeys? And I think that's what that question, how come monkeys haven't evolved into humans? But, but, but monkeys but, looked so different from humans even though no, all dna of all life on earth 90 percent of the dna it's like yeah but we got the same dna as a tree i know that's what i'm saying we have a lot of similar dna no, we that's my point animals. that's why the superimposing element is very key like i'm telling you now it's there we just have to figure out the math and discover that because uh, there is an element we are unaware of that is unique to gravity itself and that's the key. We, but anyway, that's, I don't want to get into that weird types of physics. But anyway, but the other question is, how come two monkeys haven't fornicated and gave birth to a human? Because isn't that evolution? Like, there'd be a genetic kind of mishap in a baby's born? What they say, it's it, and what I learned in school, <laughs> was it's mutation. That's <laughs> yeah, one out of a million, exactly. and it happens over millions and millions of years. So how come no monkeys had some kind of genetic mutation and given birth to another human because it doesn't happen exactly it's the truth because it and, doesn't happen and science has already proven that what about this one if darwin was so correct how come asians are more successful than the aryans no matter what country china korea japan asians are more successful than aryans and according to Darwin, that is an impossibility. Because why? Because Asians are a lower form of human mm -hmm. based on his theory of evolution because they're too close to monkeys. So how is Darwin wrong on that? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and then the obvious one is how come the black race hasn't gone extinct because the gorillas are extinct? <laughs> I mean, how many gorillas are left? 30? <laughs> how many blacks are left? You know, Jesus, there might be a billion blacks. I don't know how many black people there are on the planet, but there's a yeah. boatload. And anyway, and the thing is, come on, Nigeria is such a powerful country. Yeah. And it's kind of like, as a, as a people, the Nigerians are just as, is just as successful as Chinese or more successful than Chinese. Well, and here's the thing. What progressives like to argue, right, is that it's because of Aryan influence, the white influence, which is what, what has led to this, the destruction and devastation of a lot of these, uh, these uh, African countries, which to some degree may be true. But if you look at some African countries that have never had any kind of white influence whatsoever, like Ethiopia or Liberia. Because like, here's yeah. the thing. Progressives well, like Liberia to say- Liberia was going to do well. They yeah, were. yeah, yeah. But, but, but progressives like to say this. They like to say, well, if the white people just left Africa alone, we would have Wakanda. And I'm like, well, <laughs> nah, that's no, that's not going to happen. Comic book 
crap. No, that's but what it's they say. Like, that that's a black ethno state. It's a black supremacist state. No, invented by two white dudes. I I know I know it's comic book, but, but this is what progressives actually believe. You've got yeah. people like Kamala Harris doing the Wakanda thing as if it's real. Like see, it's out of control. But do you see the why they need too. to be manipulated? Seriously, do you know why this is based on manipulation? This isn't based on science. This isn't based, I mean, there's a science to manipulation, but it's not real science. It's not mathematical. It's not, this is the whole idea of progressive ideology or the way the Mandarins did it. It's all in the same belief, communism. You have to get rid of religion. You have to get rid of God and you replace it with yourself. You have to become God. If not, boom, nothing works. Because Kamala Harris's faith is in the white people who gave it to her. And she <laughs> believes that. Like, seriously, she's talking crazy about Wakanda. A bunch of something like, dude, everything she says is some white dude gave it to her. Seriously. Some white dude put everything in her head comes from the white progressive uh, per, um, perspective. Right, right. And same thing with London Breed. Same thing with, you know. Uh, Willie Brown. Yeah, no, but it's the truth. And, and, and this goes back to what I was saying about, uh, think about this. Back in the day, because uh, I don't know if people know anything about San Francisco, but in San Francisco, we have the, uh, the, the Naval Shipyard used to be here. Yeah. And it was totally contaminated. And uh, the thing is like this. And it goes back to, we talked about this before and how the Chinese now own all of the buildings and the businesses uh to some extent that are inside these buildings and all the ghettos in the bay area right. and how was it done through social engineering and through the eb5 program but here's how it all started uh and i know people don't want to read uh hear this but i'm going to read it really quick this came out in september 26 2001 about okay. san francisco mrs feinstein and uh, Mrs. Feinstein is Diane Feinstein. She's a senator of the United States. Yeah, uh, yeah. Representing San Francisco. Okay, Mr. President, once again, and the president would have been uh, the president that was overseeing this committee and Senate. So, Mrs. Feinstein, Mr. President, once again, I thank the ranking members uh, for her cooperation. I thank the staff. I want to have printed in the record a letter from the Department of the Navy specifically on the subject of the Hunters Point Naval Shipyard cleanup. There have been real problems in the cleanup which have characterized in the delay of the inability to move forward. One major event was a toxic fire underground that burned undetected. <laughs> Dude, there was a fire for two weeks that was undetected in that shipyard uh, for two weeks before it was put out. I'll read that again. One major event was a toxic fire underground that burned undetected for two weeks before it was put out. I think the Navy understands certainly my depth of feeling, and I think it is supported by the ranking member that they move expeditiously to clean up this base. The letter states their determination to do so. I ask unanimous... Uh, Anonymous, unanimous, unanimous. Okay, I asked unanimous consent that the letter be printed to the record. 
There being no objection, the letter was ordered to be printed in the record as follows. Department of the Navy, Assistant Secretary of the Navy, Washington, D.C., September 25th, 2001. Honorable Diane Feinstein, Chairman of Subcommittee on Military Construction Committee on Appropriations, U.S. Senate, Washington, D.C. Dear mm -hmm. Madam Chairman, because she was sitting on the board. Okay. I am writing in response response to the queries regarding the Department of Navy environmental cleanup program at the Hunters Point Naval uh, Shipyard. The Navy fully shares your commitment to completing the environmental remediation of the former Hunters Point Naval Shipyard. While progress on the remediation efforts may have been inadequate in the past, I can assure you that the Navy is committed to fully funding the cleanup of Hunters Point and to moving expeditiously to complete with Top priority project on schedule. With help from your committee, the Navy is prepared to execute the total project FY 2002 program of $50.6 million at Hunter's Point. Deputy Assistant Secretary Halliday, that's the person who signed it, whatever. Da 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 da. Huh. Dude, $50 million was spent on that, right? Yeah. Willie Brown brought in over a thousand Chinese dudes who gave him $500 million to take over all that land. <laughs> and he billed them to clean it up <laughs> when they already cleaned it up. You know what I mean? Through the EB-5 program, because they can and they know. And that's why this is how Chinese people get stuck in the ghettos because they don't know any better. They want just green cars. They want to do what they do, like what you said, parachute. Uh, parachute children, yeah. Yeah, they want parachute children to live, and they end up in the ghettos. Why? Because it's an easy, cheap way to go ahead and get your green card for your kids. Mm. And that's why they do it. And that's why they're in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, uh, or any area that's done like that. That's how it's done, because... Because there's proof that these areas need cleaning and it's all jacked up. They don't have to spend a million bucks. They just have to spend half a million dollars. Hmm. So they use, they use that to get ahead. But anyway, the whole point of bringing that up is white people control how people like Kamala Harris. Because Kamala Harris has no idea about this. What I read to you and the audience, now they know, Kamala Harris has no idea. She's from San Francisco. London Breed has no idea. She's from San Francisco. All of this stuff they say is all been planned out by progressives. How and why do they do this? Because they believe in the science that Darwin says they are superior. Mm. And as long as they can get religion out of everybody, guess what? Nobody will question it. Why? Because the quote-unquote science, the paperwork they give like to Kamala Harris, she doesn't question it. Why? Because she believes it's real science. Why? Because she's uneducated herself. Or she doesn't believe in God. It's one of the two. Like, how come I don't fall for these tricks? I'm not religious. I don't believe in God. Well, I have an education. So it's one of the two. Either you're going to believe in God or you're going to be educated. Right. And Kamala Harris is neither. Her education is very grounded in progressive ideology. So she's not going to question it because she never had God. I was lucky to have some Christian type of leaders 
you know, growing up. Cause you know, I was kind of taught in a Christian way mm-hmm. without even knowing that they were teaching me because they weren't like, Oh, that, I mean, I, like I said, I think they should have done a better job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they really believed in it, they should have told me something else, but I don't know. But either way, um, but you know, like I said, like, now that I believe that God is real, I'm thinking crap and I'm done. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah. You say no, but I'm telling you now, just from what I'm reading, I don't think, I honestly believe that even if you knew, like, cause I know you told me that story about the first guy in heaven or something like that, that deep dude, but I don't, I mean, but that, I think that's actually different. You know what I mean? Because Why? like, just, just thinking about it, like, cause I know what, what Christians believe. Uh, about jesus being god and it's all the same but i don't think so like because no, here's the- well here's the thing because what people don't understand about christianity is that you're not really saved well i don't say really you're not saved by good deeds or bad deeds you're saved by faith you're saved by your belief see, that's, but that's see the- but i've been analyzing it and i swear to god i i do not believe god and jesus are the same person i think they're two different entities no, they're the same person, but I, I see where no, you're but, No, but think about this. In the First Testament, not the First Testament, but in the Old Testament, and from what I'm reading, God made a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. He admits to it. He admits to the mistakes he made. And, uh, and that's the thing. Like, God made a lot of mistakes. But I don't think Jesus did. Because I believe your kids are always better than your parents. Your kids are always like, because I'm going to say this, I mean, but it's, it's the truth. You are going to be smarter than your parents. You're smarter than your mom. You're smarter than your dad because you're their kid. Mm-hmm. The kids are always going to grow up to be smarter. And I believe Jesus probably really was the son of God, like the literal progeny of God. And that's why he's smarter. Well, not smarter, but he, okay, like, here's the thing. Was Jesus a jealous guy? I don't know, but I bet you money he wasn't. See, because Jesus said things God never said. He right. said, two, and he's actually preaching. I mean, not preaching, but the two things that I find unique about Jesus that's not found in God would be the whole thing about uh, trying to control your lust. And, you know, God in the Old Testament is like, look, you can't control it or do your best at it. If not, you're going to be screwed. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, that's how it is in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. But Jesus kind of gives you a way to figure it out and how to deal with it. You know what I mean? And those are the fundamental differences. So I honestly do not think Jesus and the God, they cannot be. It's, it, they cannot be the same person because why wouldn't God say it in the very beginning? Because that's how evolution works. The children are always going to be better than your parents. Always. Unless they're born retarded. I and mean, those are genetic defects, a mutation. But a human being is going to have a genetic mutation of another human being. But usually it goes forward, not backwards. But and that's what I think. I honestly believe that without knowing too much about Christianity. I don't think it's the same person. I think I think Jesus might have seen, like, this yeah. is what I honestly think. I think Jesus was there when God created everything. 
Yeah, that's in that's in the Bible. I don't, you know, you have to read on. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's what I think. I think Jesus was a witness to a lot of things that happened. Not just Jesus, but a lot of other. Because I'm pretty sure God had other kids, but because uh, I don't think He stopped at one. <laughs> because you know, <laughs> no, because the Old Testament is kind of trippy. Like you really got to read it carefully. It's really trip. It's a trippy book. Uh, yeah. Hey, I gotta, I gotta take a meeting in a little bit. But do you have final thoughts? I mean, yeah, I know no, no. final it, thoughts but. is if you take away the the Asian moms, you're gonna take away, I believe, a religious aspect of of, of Western culture that we need. Because I, I think, as flawed as they are, I think Tiger moms probably just need spiritual guidance and say, "Hey, look, man, lay off these kids without using social services." Sure, sure. You know, because social services is a trap. Uh, and, and, you know, the government cannot help you. You have to learn how to. And we always say this, at, like, at the end of every show, but it's all about being sovereign. And, you know, I don't know how to be sovereign through religion, but there has to be a way that we can somehow merge religion with sovereignty uh, because we need moral guidance. That's our mm-hmm. fault. Like, we don't have ethics. We don't have morals. It's just, it's not in us. You know what I mean? It's it's like we're animals. So either way, but tiger moms kind of beat beat it out of you. You know, the animal sign, but at the same time, they don't give you any guidance. <laughs> they're just beating it because they're angry because they find their lives boring. I mean, I don't know why they do what they do, but my guess is they're bored with life. So they take it out on their kids for wrecking their body. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You know, that that's generally a not that's not an that's not an un uh like a crazy thing that that is the case you know so ideally it's i feel like you know a lot of these asian moms are doing it from their own self-aggrandizement and you know obviously for their own pride because that's the whole point you know it's funny like with the really really successful ones like the crazy ones it's almost like they just don't care anymore but they also submit to the ideology that is more progressive leaning as we've seen so well, but then what, what if their husbands are all jacked you know what i mean gambling smoking and yeah. not giving anything about their wives and you know what i mean because there's a lot like it's a big like because do like like if if it was up to me i'd rather have a tiger mom than a black mom you know like single mom hanging out at church you know always going out looking for you know strange Putang or not Putang. I don't know how to say cock without saying <laughs> cock, but you know, but that's what they're looking. They go to church to go find some dick. That's what they do. And then mm-hmm. the guys, once they tired of using them up for about a year, they move on to the next chick. They go to a different church <laughs> and go find some uh, more chicken heads. And that's what they do. That's what churches become. Church is a dating place. So if I had to choose like a tiger mom versus like being a black mom, tiger mom all the way. You know, I'd rather get beat into being great versus becoming some famous basketball player like Colby, <laughs> on his wife and losing yeah. money and, and and just sucking. You know what I mean? But having to play, even though you know you're no good, just because your wife took half your money, and yeah. then the other half goes to child support. So you know what I mean? It's like I don't know, man. Like like I hear what you're saying, but man, I. I would take abuse any day of the week than not being raised. Because you might as well be homeless living with a single black mom. Yeah. No, <laughs> not definitely. We're going to have to wrap it up there. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, thank All you right. for your thoughts. And uh, you guys, tune in for tomorrow's episode. We'll be diving into this further.